Absolutely amazing to be back, ladies and gentlemen. Offside is in your ears. It's been a little while. I know we've enjoyed our summers, but guess what? Myself, Dylan, and Pete, we're here to bless you with the hockey talk again this season. And we got a new home. We're on the Hockey Podcast Network. That's right. Still brought to you by our friends as well over at Boxing Rock Brewing Co. Everything stays the same, but we're just with a great new partner for a host. And uh, boys, I want to know how have you been? Well, I mean, James, you don't. Right? <laughs> All right, yeah, I was. Uh, I've been great. I've been doing well. Um, it's been a it's been a long summer. Been playing a lot of golf. Just itching to watch some hockey. But uh, it's good to see your guys' faces, and uh, we're here here for a uh, for a long time, and we'll have a good time here tonight. <laughs> Dylan, what's going on, buddy? I am fresh off some holidays, so it feels good to be refreshed and, uh, you know, look back on the year and what has been. Um, so I feel pretty great about that. And I'm freaking stoked to be on the Hockey Podcast Network. So let's freaking go. Let's How go, about you, Dave? How the hell has your summer been? I know you've, you have a little cottage on the way. <laughs> it sounds like a little baby. You got a cottage on the way. We're working on that. Uh, the basement flooded, so we have the basement all tore mm. up. You notice I'm not in my usual digs. I'm sitting by the wife's beautiful mantle. Everything's fully decorated. Nothing that I would ever do. Uh, but I'm sitting here. But, guys, I teased a big announcement. I mean, we love our offside family, and we need a bigger family, I think, this season. And there's no better way to do that than introduce a new member to the offside family. He's been on many, many times. But let's officially make him a member of offside. It is none other than Mr. Clark Monroe. <laughs> Jazz hands. Let's go. Hey, gentlemen. Clark, good to be here. Welcome to the family, man. Yeah, James, we're all kind of in uh, weird spots tonight. So you're in a different spot than you normally are. I'm in my aunt's basement in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Uh, we're watching the Ryder game today. Go Riders. Uh, they're currently beating the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. So screw those guys. Yes, yeah, screw uh, that. Yeah, screw them. Uh, but yeah, this is not my normal place. Obviously, for anyone who has watched in the past, I usually have a bunch of jerseys behind me. We'll figure that out for next time. But for right now, I'm just happy to be back. And this menu board over here has me excited, so I'm pretty pumped about it. <laughs> yeah, so anyways, anybody, Clark is with us this season. We got Dylan back. We got Pete back. All the regular things will shake out throughout the season. The weekender will be Sundays. Wednesday nights will kick things off as well. The season will get rolling. We'll have great guests leading up to the season, much like last year. We had all kinds of great people swing by the show like Justin Bourne, etc. So we'll do that again. But ladies and gentlemen, we are here. We are back. And there is a ton to talk about. So I want to know, guys, this offseason for the Maple Leafs, what is your most exciting move for the Leafs? Clark, you're new. I'll let you go first. So for me, uh, we talked a lot last year about Max Domi, and maybe one of these other guys can take Max Domi if they want. I I was never a huge fan of the guy necessarily. I think he's a good fit. But my answer 
is Tyler Bertuzzi. I, I just I love what he's going to bring to this top six. I think he's going to be a firecracker. I think he might light a fire under a guy like Austin Matthews. I think if he can push him to be better, who knows the the ceiling that Austin Matthews could have. So I got to go with Tyler Bertuzzi. And the best part about it is they're already talking about extending him in January. So we're not even looking at one year of Tyler Bertuzzi. We could be looking at six or seven or eight years of Tyler Bertuzzi. And I know his numbers last year weren't like super, super sexy, but you see what kind of game he can bring to this team, what kind of punch he can bring. And, and I was having a good conversation with my buddy Dylan here in Saskatchewan, not you, Dylan, another Dylan. <laughs> Uh, about uh, Nylander. And if you lose a guy like Nylander, but you retain a guy like Bertuzzi, for example, maybe you don't get the exact production on the numbers and stuff, but you get a guy like Tyler Bertuzzi who can bring so much more. Whereas if Willie's not producing numbers wise, maybe, you know, he doesn't bring as much to the table, but that's for down lower in the menu board over here. Uh, we'll talk about that later, but Tyler Bertuzzi for me, I mean, there's been a few good signings this off season, uh, some under the radar, but I got to start with uh, the Bertuzzi. I, I think it's a great signing for the team. All right. All right. I want to go for Pete. What's going on? The heat. What's I mean, the guy that's going to bring thunder love, for you, man? I also love that Tyler Bertuzzi signing. Like, I mean, it's a good Michael Bunting replacement. He brings that piss and vinegar. You know, he's just going to piss off the other team. He's going to, he's going to, and he's going to probably play with Matthews on that top line, if not the second. So um, I'm really excited to see. And uh, yeah, we'll see how he does. Dylan, who's your guys? The Bertuzzi too. Are you gonna just like go for this love fest of Tyler Bertuzzi, or do you have somebody else in mind? No, of course there is some nostalgia pumped back in this freaking lineup with Mister Domi. I watched him in London. It hurt watching him as a hab for a little bit, but Tyson Max is finally a Maple Leaf. I think you have his jersey now, James, if I'm not mistaken. And I, I'm, I'm honestly looking forward to that. He uh, he can go up and down the lineup, and you guys know how hard I was on Kerfoot last year. So he is a way better replacement in my eyes than Kerfoot. So I le- I love seeing Domi in this lineup. He, he he with the, didn't he play with the Marner on the Knights at one point? He did. He did, yeah. yeah. Here's the thing, too, with, uh, with Domi, which is a great thing, like Bertuzzi. He wanted a long-term deal with the Maple Leafs as well. Obviously, at least waiting to see what the cap situation is. Guys, you missed the boat, though. The biggest sign of this offseason. Martin Jones. Martin Jones. Dude, it's Austin freaking Matthews. I was going to say that, but I was like, eh. Nah, not that big of a deal. The, The Leafs get their star guy for five more seasons total with one left on the deal. For me, that is a huge, tidy bit of work. It is one less cloud over the Maple Leafs this season. Um, the Willie Nylander one we'll get to, Matthews we'll get to. But for me, that was a big deal because we all wanted that done before the season started, and we got it. It was a news dump basically for us, but it was very exciting nonetheless. So that one for me. And then I'll also say this. I like the fact that we signed John Klingberg. Um, Clark, you've really brought up a few points throughout the summer of why that deal may be really beneficial for the Maple Leafs. Is he a defensive black hole? 100%. There's no, there's no doubts about that. So you got to pair him with someone. But will he transition the puck well out of your zone? Will he carry the puck well? Yes. Will he be an a la Morgan Riley? Yes. Will he help your power play, which is the Leafs did not have much scoring from the back end, as you again pointed out, my friend. So that, to me, may be a underrated heralded signing by Brad Living. 
just for the sake the offense from the back end was not there. And listen, I know a lot of people are going to come after me and say, hey, listen, why are you siding on Klingberg? Why are you so excited? I'm not sunshine and rainbows, but I will try to figure out what each piece that's been signed will do for this roster, opposed to just tearing it down, which is the easy way to do anything when it comes to the Maple Leafs. And you guys know me by now. I won't tear anything down. Just try to figure it out myself. That's what we do. But what do you guys think of Trey Living? I want to know. Let's go around the table here. Dylan, you can kick her off. Trey Living so far. He's come in. He's talked to Austin Matthews. We all think there was a little birdie in the ear there getting Ryan Reeves signed as something Austin Matthews wanted to keep the flies off. I do believe that conversation happened. He's talked to Keith. He's done all these different things. He's went out and bolstered the piss and vinegar side of the roster, but didn't just do it with knuckle draggers. He's got guys who can play up and down your lineup and bring elements we didn't have, as well as putting the puck in the net and replacing the guys that went out the door. So Dylan, what do you think of Trey Living so far? And really for you, what has been his stamp this summer that you said, okay, that is a move we usually wouldn't see from Kyle Dubas? Uh, to be honest, he's done his due j- diligence. And if you look at the Calgary roster, he liked somebody like Lucic. And I think that's a big reason why he brought Ryan Reeves into the lineup is because he he loves to see that grit. He had somebody like Matthew Kachuk on his roster at a time. And obviously, you didn't really have that in the free agency. So he brought in Bertuzzi. Um I would I say think, Bertuzzi is like a Kachuk light, though. Yeah, like, he is, but he doesn't yeah. have the points, I guess, is what for I sure. more or less mean. Well, like a couple seasons version. ago, he racked up them goals. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, yeah for sure. But I think an under-the-radar little signing was Mr. Shane Doan. I think that had a big Ooh. factor in, in yeah. signing Austin Matthews. Donor, uh, or Austin looks up to Donor a lot. He was one of his childhood guys that he, he watched as he – uh, was at Coyotes games all the time. Um, I I honestly think Brad is doing everything right, and I and I truly think he doesn't want the things that happened in Calgary to duplicate here in Toronto. So he's trying to make sure that his steps are in play, so that the guys that need to get signed are signed and re-signed get re-signed. So um, obviously the the biggest thing on the table is Nealander, and I know we've all heard the talk from uh, the little clip of uh, what's uh, Elliot, Elliot Freeman little interview there. I think, I think Nylander's agent knows what he's doing. He dealt with, uh, I do believe Goudreau. So I think they know what they're doing and tree living knows what he wants to do. So if it doesn't get done, it doesn't get done. I think that Austin Matthews was the biggest thing that I was concerned about because I love the guy to death. Uh, Brad's just doing, doing everything one at a time. He's just checking his little list. And I, I, I think bringing in donor was something that I don't think Kyle Dubas was going to do. I agree with you. Fully agree with you. Clark, what do you think of Trey living so far? Yeah. Something Dylan said kind of struck me as something I was going to maybe kind of get to as well. Like he basically, when he got in here, he said kind of how he viewed this team and what they, what he thought they needed. And to me, he's been checking off those boxes, but on his own timeline, he's not rushing to do it. He's not making knee-jerk reactions. He's taking the time. It sounds like he's talking to the players. He's, he's, it sounds like in his press conference about Sheldon Keefe, and we'll wait on the whole Sheldon Keefe thing. 
Um, but it sounds like he's been talking to Sheldon Keefe every day. Sheldon, what do you need? What do we need for this team to get next to the next level that you want to take these guys to? And it seems like he's really taking a collaborative approach to this rather than just coming in and trying to slap a bunch of his own things on it. And maybe he is with the guys like Ryan Reeves or Simone Benoit, who I think was on his list, who's a guy who can be a kind of a rugged seventh defenseman type of guy or or guys like that. Maybe he is putting his own little stamp on this team. But at the same time, I think he's making really calculated approaches. He's not signing too, too many things that are long-term outside of, well, if you count Reeves three years as long-term. But uh, he's not making any decisions that are going to hurt this team for eight years down the road or seven years down the road. Like a David Clarkson, for example, he's coming in and he's taking one year at a time. Let's 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 tinker with this team. Let's see what this team's going to be like. And then we'll keep going from there and we'll keep building on it from there. So I've actually quite liked his approach because he hasn't made any super long term commitments outside of Austin. Uh, and he's putting the priorities of this team first rather than trying to just make a splash. And uh, if I can look at it in the other spectrum as well, it's not on the board. So I'm going to I'm going to bring it up now. Uh Kyle Dubas in Pittsburgh, and we don't need to make this a Pittsburgh show right now because there's a lot to get to, but I wonder how much, like, you think, see the moves that he's made. I wonder how much that whole autonomy thing that he was looking for that we talked about in the last time we, I think we had a show, or at least that I was on, how much of that was he wanted to make a Carlson move and ownership said, no, that's not smart. <laughs> and they didn't want him to do it. And some of the moves that didn't happen for the Leafs this summer because of the management change is what I'm trying to get at is I wonder, would Ryan Reeves be here? Would that, would a Bertuzzi even be here? Would it necessarily, would a Domi even be here? Would, would Klingberg have been the right fit for what Dubas was trying to do? Maybe he would have, maybe he wouldn't. So there's a lot of moves this off season that I wonder how much are tree living and how much are some of the past regime as well? Just kind of putting, Hey, we were looking at this guy before. What do you think? Should we bring him in? Uh, but overall, I really don't mind how Tree Living's handled this summer because I think he's taken the slow approach. He didn't try to make this huge splashy move where we bring in a Taylor Hall for seven years or something just to say he put a stamp on something, yeah. something like that. And he's made these little small calculated moves that he believes this team needed. And, and I really appreciate that about his summer so far. Pete, Tree Living, thoughts, go. I like him. He's um, – I. I like the signings he's done. The, you guys nailed it right on the, the head. I love the, the Shane Doan signing. That was really interesting. I know um, Matthews and Nyes both have um, some connection with him, uh, which is, uh, yeah, I feel is necessary. We need um, that veteran presence um, in the organization. doesn't hurt to have him. Um, but, but, again, I do like the signings he's made. The, the Ryan Reeves is, a, I mean, I guess you can bury, everyone says you can bury the contract if you need to on the three-year term. Uh, but see, he's also got a, he's, he's a pretty funny guy. Like I like his personality. He seems to come off as like, uh, I don't know, pretty witty has jokes here and there, but, uh, uh, so far so good. I like what I see and, uh, we'll just wait and see how he, he manages his team. For me, Bradshaw living tried to do one thing. He did try to get Milan Lucic. As you see, Lucic said, uh, he just couldn't see himself as a Maple Leaf. So obviously Ryan Reeves was a backup plan. Um, so I fully believe that there was a conversation that Austin Matthews said, Hey, I need someone. So he's already listening to the players here of what the team needs, mm. trying to make sure that the right adjustments are made, not signing long-term deals, not knowing what the cap is going to be, but also not putting himself in any corners either, because if Bertuzzi doesn't work out, then you're not locked in. 
If Domi doesn't work out and you're not locked in, if they do work out, hey, January 1st is just a few months away now. So if they're blowing the doors off, you can work out a deal. And the Nylander thing, I really feel like it will be done before camp starts with Trilliving, and we'll get there. We're very close to talking about it. But for me, Trilliving's done everything every Leaf fan could have asked for. He's taken a measured approach. He's looked at Sheldon Keefe and said, okay, we're going to keep you. We're not going to make you a lame duck coach. We'll give you a couple of years, and we'll see what happens. You can still fire the guy, but it just tells me there wasn't someone they were ready to jump at to replace Sheldon Keefe. So he wants to see what he has under the hood. Could be a good thing. And if the players were vouching for the guy, why rock the boat so much when you first come in? It's always good as a manager to sit back and look at the lay of the land for six to nine months and see what's in front of you before just completely gutting it, unless the team absolutely sucks, which the Leafs, by the way, guys, did not really suck last regular season. The playoffs, oh, by the way, they made it past the first round. Second round, not so hot, but they made steps. So let's just take it for what it is. I like what you're done. Martin Jones. <laughs> Martin Jones is right signing. Hey, he had a lot of wins last year as a backup goalie. I'm just he did. Say. He did. He did. And he he, guess what? He will be a third string goaler for the Maple Leafs. And I guarantee you, probably will not make it through waivers. Probably not. It's the Leafs. So. <laughs> it's the Leafs. All right. So we're going to move on here. We're going to talk about Austin Matthews. Um, pretty excited about this one. It was a dark cloud all summer long. I don't know about you guys, but every time I've seen a day go by and Austin Matthews was not signed to an extension, it just made me stress about the season a little bit because we all know how bad it was when William Nylander didn't sign and we went right to December 1st and it was just the constant every single day, dark cloud of Nylander and it just didn't leave the Leafs all of that season. Then you had the Babcock shenanigans. So it just, it sucked to feel... That was coming again, but times two with Matthews and Nylander. So now that you have Matthews done and the things that he said about being a part of this organization, I'm really excited, man. This guy wants to be a Leaf. Everybody's knocking the four years. He's a guy who just wants to get every dime that he can the proper way. And most players of other leagues, whether it's the NBA, the NFL, the MLB, try to maximize their earning windows. Can't blame a guy for doing it. But he wants to be a Maple Leaf and he wants to win here. Because, by the way, he could have took almost $16 million as the highest paid player. Is what he could have went up to. Like Trey Living said, he could have been paid whatever he wanted on the open market, which he would have gotten. He didn't. He yeah. 13.25, still a lot of money. But guess what? It's not a huge rage off of what he was making. So, I don't know. I'm fine with it, especially with the cap going up probably 4 or $5 million each of the next subsequent, what, five to six years. So, I'm in. What do you guys think of Matthews? What was your instant reaction, Pete? Uh, my instant reaction was, holy smokes, he just told everyone he's signed. Um, like, I've never seen that, that before. Cool. He, I, I think, what, was it an error where he was supposed to wait for the contract to get announced? But he, he tweeted on uh, on X now that, uh, yeah, I'm happy to be part of the, this new organization, which was, uh, I was like, wow, that's a bold move. Good to Glad I'm glad he signed. Right, what, what Austin. But uh, no, um, I, I I like it. I obviously be one of those eight years. Um, but I, I've been listening to podcasts, radio shows, and just hearing perspective on it. And it's it does make sense to go four years and then you can sign the eight year ticket. Um, 
if he wants, obviously. But uh, we're still going to have Austin Matthews in his prime. I, he's still taking a discount. He definitely, like you say, you could have asked for a lot more. Um, I think, what was the number? It was like $1.3 million more than he, he made from his last contract. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't have that stupid 34 at the, the end of his, like, I don't it's know. It's still in there. It's still, it's still in, in there. there. Yeah, it's still in there. Oh, my God. <laughs> Steve Dangle's losing his mind then. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I like the contract. I'd like to hear what you guys have to say about it. Clark, here. Yeah, I mean, here's the best part about this is Austin Matthews now is almost guaranteed to turn into the all-time best goal scorer in Toronto Maple Leafs history during this next contract. And for us to all be sitting here and be having witnessed this guy's career from start to finish as a Toronto Maple Leaf, hopefully to finish, as a Toronto Maple Leaf, uh, but to see him rise to this level that we've literally none of us have ever seen in our lives or nobody else has ever seen before that in this 100-year franchise to see this player. We saw him as a rookie score four goals in one of his first games, and now he's uh, now he's going to be, by the end of this contract, the best goal scorer in Toronto Maple Leafs history. He's only 120 goals away from Matt Sundin's record, so like he's like literally two and a half seasons away from passing this record if he if he stays healthy, of course. Um, but like, I mean, if he scores 40 goals for the next three years, then he's got a bunch. He's got two more years to just play around and, and set the record however he wants to set it. That's not. Out of, he's going to score 40 goals by the All Star break one of these years. I have a feeling. So like this is this is one of those players. He's been my he's been my guy since he got into this league. Uh, he's he's the He's the ego of the team, but at the same time, he drives so much of what makes this team good. And I can't wait to watch him just ripping rich shots past goaltenders for the next five years. There's not much else to say because it's just this is the, the best news possible. And we get to see one of the best players in this team's franchise history for another five years. And what the, whatever the number is, honestly, don't care. Uh, five more years of Austin Matthews. That's all I got. No in for it. Dilly, what do you think? You, you know how lucky we are? Not only do we get to see him score a bunch of goals, but in 2016, out of the top three picks, he is the only one to stay with his team. He hasn't moved. And out of the top 10, there's only three guys that have stuck with their team. This guy wants to play here. I'm super excited that he's here. It feels a little weird. I'm not going to lie. I, I haven't focused on hockey as much as I do now. And he is literally six months older than me. And I'm just going to grow with him every single year that he gets older. And it's just, it just blows my mind. Like, yes, he makes probably 13 million more dollars than I ever will in my life. But He's he's here to stay. He's here to put the puck in the back of the net, and I couldn't be fucking happier. He's a he's a true gem. I met the guy right before he signed his last contract. Too bad I couldn't meet him just before he signed this one. But um, I truly think that more NHL players should break it how he broke it on on X. I'll I'll call it. I wanted to say Twitter. Oh, I hate but it. So I I love that that part of social media now. He got to break it. It wasn't some beat reporter, news reporter, whatever it was. Um, I thought that was really cool. And, um, yeah, 34 for life. Awesome. Dylan, I just want to say, if you're making, if you're making point, if you're making point two five million a year, I'm jealous of you. My no, man. no, no. I, I said in my lifetime, I said in my life. <laughs> if I'm making that well, boys, well, I got to get into your career, whatever you're doing. If that's the case, 
Well, he's offside, man. You're here. You're good. Andrew, good point. James before, <laughs> James, before you make your point, I'd like to hear your boys. Uh, do you think he'll be captain at some point for this team? Yes. Yeah. You think so? I, I'd like to see Morgan Riley with the C. Yeah, I'm slightly torn, but I'm going to say probably. I'm going to say more than likely. I, I, I'm actually kind of curious what's going to happen come Tavares' contract expiration, but we can talk about that later. But as yeah. long as he doesn't moon any police officers in <laughs> Phoenix or Vegas or wherever he was anywhere, he'll, oh. he'll be the captain. Forgot about that. But um, just keep your pants yeah. on, Austin. Be the <laughs> That's a really hard task. Yeah. <laughs> All right, before we jump into William Nylander, let's get a little uh, read here from our sponsors over at DraftKings. Just one second. We will play the video and be back on the other side. The NFL is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving you a can't-miss offer for week one. This week, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just 5 bucks on any NFL game. That's just five bucks. DraftKings is hooking everyone up with game day greatness. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. Check out the app to see what you get. Download and use the code THPN to sign up. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly just for betting five bucks. That's code THPN. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for your problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. cdkng.co slash football for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Well, hopefully the volume kicks in on the other side. Not sure if that's going to work or not. The uh, good old stream yard, you know, hey, it's the first one we're working out the kinks. We will figure it out. If not, I'll add it in. Uh, shout out to Kyle and the crew over at the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, that is DraftKings. Promo code THPN. Get in there. The NFL is back. Why not get yourself 200 free bucks from our friends over at DraftKings? Go check it out. Use the promo code THPN and get in there today. All right. So we're talking about William Nylander. We all seen the interview with Elliot Friedman. We all heard him and Jeff trying to grill Willie and get some information out of him. And he was like a vault. But here's the thing. A lot of people were saying, well, he just said the same old generic stuff anybody would say. Actually, there's been a lot of guys who say, I'm not no going to comment on that. Or I don't have any uh, anything to say towards that right now. Whatever happens, happens. Whatever word salad you want to throw at it. But he actually made sure to say he wants to be in Toronto. There is nowhere else he would rather play. The only thing he did say was the number stuff is not for him. It's between him and his agent, not for him. 
He's not worried about that stuff. It'll work itself out. He doesn't want to go anywhere. He's not worried. As we all know, he's always cool, cool as a cucumber. So he basically was saying, hey, guys, calm down. I'm here. I'm staying. I got one year left. We will work through it and figure it out, but I don't want to go anywhere. So let's pour some cold water on that. I want to know, guys, what do you think of William Nylander? Obviously, he wants $10 million. The cap will go up. Is this guy worth 10 mil on your roster, knowing what we know with the cap situation and how it will elevate and Mitch Marner coming around? But then John Tavares is probably taking a lesser deal as well. Clark, the floor is yours on Mr. 88. I'm so torn on Willie Nylander because, like, I want to be the supporter of him. I have been for so many years where I've, you know, said we need this guy on our team. He's more important than people give him credit for, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I've seen this kid grow up. I call him a kid. He's, what, 26, 27 now. Uh, but I've seen this player grow and develop from an offense first, neutral zone floater, nothing in the D zone to, like, taking pucks away on the regular. This guy's a takeaway machine now. And uh, I, I honestly think he could play penalty kill if you put him out there and he'd be pretty good at it. Um, at this point in his career, I wouldn't have said that three or four years ago. Um, but this player, you know, he's coming off a 40 goal season. He's probably going to get 40 goals now pretty much from here on. I think he's that kind of player now. And when you look at how much you pay 40 goal scores, it's 10 million bucks. Like that's what those guys get when they're consistent. And he is consistent. He's always been consistent. Look at his numbers throughout his career. He's only grown every single season. He's gotten better and better. He's a point per game kind of guy. Um, and he's a guy that you can always put on the first line if Mitch Marner needs to go on another line or whatever. He can move around. If you really needed him to, he could probably be your third-line Phil Kessel playoff matchup kind of guy. We've seen that as well. Um, so I, I really think this guy is kind of a, a key cog to this team. Uh, at this exact amount of money that he's currently making, he's like a dream boat, but right, it, it, the hard part is, is that he needs a raise just like everybody else, and he's deserved it, and he's earned it. Um, so... 10 million bucks scares the crap out of me. But like you said, with the landscape of the league changing a little bit with John Tavares, probably coming off the books in a couple of years, at least what he's making currently. Um, ah, man, I have a hard time not just signing this guy and dealing with it later. That's, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Keep him on the team, sign him, deal with it later, figure it out after. But at the same time, it's like, can you play it slow, play this one a little bit and maybe somehow look at maximizing him in some sort of trade down the road. It's just hard because he's got a no move clause. So it's like, there's so many factors that go into this. I just have a really hard time seeing him in any other Jersey. Cause I love this player. I've, I've been a supporter and defender of him for a lot of years. And I just, I'd love to see 40 goals from him, 75 assists from Marner and 60 goals for Matthews for the next five to seven years or however long it is. And let's just keep it going. Why not? Let's do it. Let's roll, let's roll. Okay, okay, Pete. William Nylander, where are you at? He's such a good player. He's one of the best right-wingers in the NHL, at least I think. And uh, you can even throw him on the center. Like, he's he's a very good, like, he's a utility player almost. But uh, he puts the puck in the net, and he he took a discount. I mean, like, I would say he took a discount. He... So for him to take another discount is a hard ask. And I completely understand why he's asking for what he's asking for. $10 million, I mean, seems reasonable from his end. It doesn't fit as well from our, at least the Leafs perspective, you know, because obviously the salary cap with the Leafs right now is really tight. And if you're going to lock it up in those four or five players, it's, it's going to be tough, but 
he's a damn good player and I want him to see him on this team. And if we can't make it work, you got to at least get some assets back. You got to trade him. I just, I don't think Brad is going to let him walk after what happened in the, I don't think Brad's going to let him walk after what happened in Calgary here, but um, I, I, I hope he stays. I just hope he does, man. Cause he, he is a good player and he definitely deserves to get paid. And he, he is going to get paid here. I mean, you stay in Toronto, you're going to get lots of endorsement deals, right? Like that, that's, it comes with living in Toronto. So, Willie, please, please stay. <laughs> <laughs> please. Um, <laughs> I, I think I've said this before. Willie's just like a pro's pro. Like he was, he was, he was meant to play the game, and he takes, like he just does everything that a pro should do. And I think it, it stems from his father teaching him a lot of the, those things. But um, he has developed into a player that you want to keep on this team. Like he, it's like Clark said, he's not just all offense like Ovechkin some of the time. Like um, I know that like I could go on a list of comparables, but like in a general sense, I think like if you're in Toronto, you want more money because of this bullshit that you have to deal with. Like to not put it lightly, like you got to deal with the – 25 media guys or more every single day. Like these guys become monotoned and they don't express their, their characteristics because they have lights on them 24 seven. Like it, I, I think it would be a lot to handle. I, I cheer for the team, but I truly think that it, it would be a lot to handle. And I know we've touched on, you know, they should be more like the NBA and become their own, own person and, post more or you know become their own product kind of sort of thing but I, I think in, I, I think in in Toronto like it, it it's hard some sometimes like yeah you get the the endorsement deals but there's only so much you can do when it when it becomes so much on on not only yourself but like your body in general so my sweet spot is anywhere from eight to ten if we're talking numbers but honestly uh I think I think these these three boys want to stay together. And to be honest, if I, I think in a year or two when Tavares comes off, like my ideal for him would be like six million dollars. So that's what five million dollars coming off the books. Like you're you're biting back on Tavares and giving it to somebody else. It's gonna happen. So um, and who knows? Maybe when Tavares is up in two years, Nylander's going to step into that two center role position. Like he, he can do it. So he is very, he's very good at playing center and wing. So I, I, I think it's, it's going to happen. And if not, I don't think tree's going to, uh, going to ha- like, let it happen. What happened in Calgary. So, um, I think it's going to happen. I'd love to see him here. So, um, I, I think, I think the boys know that they can win here too. So, uh, they might have to bite a bullet, but it's. I think it'll happen eventually. Listen, I mean, there's a lot of people rolling their eyes right now, and I can I can feel it. You know, us saying, "Well, William Nylander's worth ten million dollars." Yes, there are nights that he frustrates the hell out of you, and he's time off, or you feel he does. He's not a board battler. He's not a grinder in the corner. He never will be. But go look at where he scores most of his goals, guys. It's right in front of the net. He's battling right in front of the net to put the puck in. Uh, you said it best, Clark. He's stripping guys. He's actually improved those elements of his game. 
Um, for me, yeah, ten million dollars. It sucks right now. Yes, but talk to me in three years when the cap's gone up probably about fifteen million dollars, and you then have John Tavares on probably a five six million dollar deal, and you have more cap space to worry about. It's the same thing we used to talk about. You look at cap comparables, you look at how guys are performing, and then you say, okay, well, this guy is going to want this much more because of how he's performing next to hey, a pastor knacker, et cetera, et cetera. As the cap rises, guys want more of their pie. William Nylander's earned it. Let him eat a slice of pie. Let him be a Maple Leaf and let them go on a run. Let's see what happens. The next thing for me, guys, is the Maple Leafs defense. Um, a lot of people are kind of upset that Klingberg really was the only addition. I disagree. McCabe, come on down. This guy has not played a full season with the Toronto Maple Leafs. And before he joined the Chicago Blackhawks, he was actually a pretty damn good defenseman. I'm not worried about what he did with Chicago. I'm worried about what I know he can bring. He has speed. He hits. He blocks shots. And he doesn't take crap off anyone. He's another guy with a little snarl to his game. And the Leafs will now get the benefit of him in their system for an entire season. I think it's really going to benefit the Maple Leafs more than people expect. So I'm very excited about that. You have McCabe, you have Geo, which you will definitely leave on your bottom pair, Trey Living and Sheldon Keefe. Let the guy be old. Okay, don't use too much. Lilligren will take a big step. I do fully believe he will. Without having to worry about being bounced in and out of the lineup, I think he will take a stranglehold and show us some more to his game. Riley will not be an offensive black hole like he was last year. That was an anomaly. TJ Brody is going to be fully healthy and ready to go and look like that guy who's going to help you build a shed on a Sunday morning. Trust me, he will be there. He's dependable, and he makes guys who take risk like Riley and like Klingberg this year, he makes them be able to do those things and have a safety blanket behind them. So I'm not worried about this defense. Am I worried more so about the fact we don't have the depth we used to have? Yes, because we do have Connor Timmons. We did sign Benoit. We did sign a couple of other lower-tier guys. But look at last year, how far they dug down the line to bring guys in. Jordy Ben was one. You look at Mac Hollowell, you Kiwi Holloway. You go down. Some of those guys aren't here anymore. So that kind of depth isn't there. But I do believe this Maple Leafs team with the D that will start on opening night will be all right. And trust me, trade deadline, yes, they will bolster it up. Come on now. They'll give Giordano some time to rest down that stretch. But just enjoy what's there. You haven't seen McCabe for a full season. You saw a snapshot. This guy will bring something the Leafs have not had, and you will get it from opening night forward. And I'm excited. But, PD, I want to hear, are you worried about the D? What are your thoughts? Spill it, then we'll go around the table. Jump in when Pete's done. Yeah, I mean, McCabe didn't ha- leave the best taste in our mouths from the time he was here. Um, I think he's just gonna. I think he's gonna fit in very nicely this year. Um, you can throw in TJ Brody. I think, yeah, again, TJ Brody. He had a rough, rough playoffs this year. I think he'll figure it out. Um, Lilligren's only getting better. Um, but if we look at the defense numbers last year, I think they were they were average. I think they, it wasn't terrible. I mean, we we did have good depth. Um, it might not be as good as it, as this year. I mean, last year obviously better. This year's 
I don't know, maybe looking a little bit lackluster, but I think, I think, like you said, at the trade deadline, they're gonna, they're gonna figure out, they're gonna get some big pieces here. Gio's getting a year older. Uh, he's like I said, he's forty. So I mean, I'd like to see another move if we can. I don't know how we do that, but defense, I think, is um, it's it, it's serviceable right now. Go ahead, Clarky. Yeah, so for me, uh, James, you nailed it. Like with with Jake McCabe, I mean, I was a big proponent of him coming over before he signed his deal in Chicago. Even I wanted him as a Maple Leaf back then. And if you look at his his J Fresh chart, I just saw it either yesterday or today. I can't remember what day it was, but he was a 94, 96% defenseman when he was in Buffalo. Like this guy is a solid defenseman. Uh, and he was just put into a situation in Chicago that nobody did well in outside of Max Domi. And now they're both Maple Leafs, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you look at this group, I think this is one of the better. Now I'm not saying it's the best in the league. I'm just saying on a, from a team perspective, it's one of the better groups of at least six guys that they've had coming into a season at this point in the summer in the last, probably in Austin Matthews tenure as a Maple Leaf. Uh, you got, Everybody who's been here has been here now for a few years outside of Klingberg, I guess, more or less. But uh, pretty much the whole crew coming back knows what their role is going to be. And you got TJ Brody and I think Timothy Lilligren and TJ Brody are going to be the two X factors on this on this lineup. Because the way I look at it and the way I'm listening to Brad Tree Living talk about Sheldon Keefe, if you listen to his conference about uh, giving him the extension, he's cerebral, he's strategic, he's thinking of ways to maximize guys. All these things are getting thrown out in the press conference by Brad Tree Living. And to me, I'm looking at Timothy Lilligren and TJ Brody as those guys. If you saw last year, Sheldon Keefe tried to maximize defensemen in certain situations. I think Timothy Lilligren is probably going to play a lot with Morgan Riley this year. But they're going to switch them off in situations. The way I look at it, I think TJ Brody and Timothy Lilligren are going to switch off depending on offensive or defensive zone starts. So then all of a sudden you got McCabe and and, uh, Klingberg coming at you as a second pair and I think they're very very balanced and I think Dylan I think it was you when we signed Klingberg who said well we've already got a lot of offensive defensemen and I said do I just I just looked at at our like lines and I think it now complements every defensive guy with an offensive guy and I I didn't yeah. look at the at the roster. No, for you, I, but I think uh, I think it was you who I just remember you saying I think we have a lot of offensive defensemen, yeah, or I or did. maybe it was on Twitter. But there was a, a narrative out there when they signed Klingberg. Well, they already have a lot of skilled guys. It's like, do they though? Like, look at their numbers over the last few years. Outside of Morgan Riley, nobody's putting up points on that blue line. Nobody. So you get a guy Connor like Klingberg. Like even 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 when Tyson Berry was a Maple Leaf, he barely put up. I mean, he put up. He had a decent year, I guess, but. It wasn't necessarily anywhere close to what everyone wanted him to do. Klingberg it wasn't until Sheldon Keith put him in the right position that he started scoring points. Yes, exactly. And Klingberg has a chance to come in here and not just give them an element they don't have, but I think bring them a little bit more punch from back there. And, and if you can get a 40 to 50 point guy out of him, even, even if that's all you get out of Klingberg, uh, I think what he does is he spreads out the defense a little bit more and they can't just target Morgan Riley as the only offensive guy who's moving the puck at all back there. And if you can start maximizing Timothy Lilligren's offensive skills, which we we know he has, he hasn't quite shown it yet. 
Uh, and you can maximize another guy like put Giordano and Brody together again. If you can imagine that back to the Flames days when Tree Living was their general manager and you put them back together uh, as that third pair shutdown in special situations and you can maximize them that way. That's the way I'm thinking this defensive group is going to get used this year. Not necessarily a set in stone pairings every single night. I think they're going to move them around depending on situations just to maximize these guys and uh, I think it's one of the better balanced groups, like I said, not in the league, but just in terms of the Maple Leafs at, in uh, September of any year since Austin Matthews has been in the league. I like this group in terms of balance. I think they have more depth, James, than maybe you're giving them credit for. And again, watch for the PTOs. There's going to be some guys. Jamie oh, yeah. Ben was a PTO. and or Jamie Ben. That'd be nice. Jordy Ben was a PTO until he signed a contract. So I say look for the veteran PTOs. There's probably going to be a couple guys who pop in here. Maybe one of one or two of them even make the roster even, and and we'll see how it goes. But I also kind of don't mind this Simone Benoit, his numbers, his hit numbers, his block shot numbers. I think he's a better fit than maybe we even know yet, um, and he's he's pretty young too. So I, I think some of the moves they've made have been really interesting, and I, I really like the balance of this group so far. And just before I, I let Dylan talk, my phone might be dying soon, so if it does, I might have to hop out. But uh, we're getting close, so we're good. But I, I'm going to stay on until it dies. Okay. Um... Yeah, no, I actually like your point on the Lilligren and Brody thing because it, it allows Riley to finally have a right-handed shot that has grown into, into the role. We don't have a lot of right-handed shots, um, and it, it would complement Morgan a, a lot. Could have brought back Justin Hall, Dylan. <laughs> not at not at what we paid that man at, at what I'm they gonna miss serving up some five-minute muffins all season long. I'm sad <laughs> about that. I I hope we don't see a new Jake Gardner or Justin Hall on this decor, but uh, no, that this uh, this decor looks good. You can slot in our depth guys if if uh, Geo is is not feeling up to it or whatever. But that man's that man's a freaking horse, and you know he he wants to, but you got to give him some time so he can play in the playoffs. Uh, so I understand that, and leave some gas whole, in the damn tank for a run, exactly. Geo. That that whole nostalgia of bringing the Geo and Brody uh, little pairing back would would be a chef's kiss. Uh, so I do love that as well. Uh, I'm looking forward to what Klingberg can bring. Um, if I said that there's too much offense, it is what it is. But I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily the word. Yeah, no, no, no. It's it's. It fine. was in our group chat, and it was it was it was me and Dylan both saying we need more physicality. We need more physicality, and, need... and I, that's where I was just kind of saying, like, I think we're underrating how bad the production has been on this blue line for a few years now. That's all I was trying to say. And and no, like last year is a great example. Like Riley had a a big hiccup in the regular season. Like I think he scored under five goals in, in the regular season. And then he went off in the playoffs, which obviously is good to see, but we hope we see playoff Riley rather than regular season rally in the regular season. So uh, obviously I think this decor can hold it down. Um, you know, we just, these guys know how to block shots. So it, ultimately that's all it comes down to when it comes playoff time and trade deadline will come and we'll, put through depth guys after depth guys to come in. So that's also good. Um, I know we're not going to touch on it, but they are part of the defensive core. So I am looking forward to just or Joseph wall uh, in that this year as a uh, one, a one B guy. I, so I think 
say Justin Hall just now. I, I, I <laughs> you put it in my head. <laughs> Next, there will be time to talk about the goalies on another episode. I promise you, they're not on the list for a reason. That's fair. Anyways, I'm looking forward to what he can do in a rookie campaign. But uh, yeah. All right. Well, I think the D. We went through what I said, so we'll we'll see what happens here. But I think you're right, Clark. There will be some PTOs, some guys brought in. And there are some value names out there, too, that could really add to this Leafs roster that is already $3.4 million over the cap. Um, So we'll see how they get down below that as well. So we'll go from there. The last three items on our board, Nyes, Keefe, and the Atlantic. We're going to go rapid fire here. We were doing that towards the end of last season. Really worked out well. So we'll go around the horn, a couple word answers on every topic here. So we'll start off with Nyes. Rookie year thought. Pete, what is your thought for Matthew Nye? I'm so excited to watch this kid play. I didn't, I wasn't expecting what we saw when we got to the playoffs. That kid is electric. I am absolutely still fuming from no one doing anything when Sam Bennett decided to freaking judo lift this guy onto the ice, give him a concussion, hope he's okay now. It's hard to come back from a concussion, but. I'm excited to see him to play. Excited to see him to play this year. Um, Matthew Nye's another Arizona pro- product, uh, might I say. Um, he looked fabulous in the playoffs, and might I say he was the guy on the freaking boards who let us go through to the second round. This guy knows how to play. He's got that... Uh, not Killorn. I'm looking for the guy in New York. Anyways, whatever. He's right. a power forward. He knows how to play. You need guys in, in the lineup like him. Uh, I, I really love him, and I'm going to invest in some of his young guns. I had to put that in there. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm loving this guy. I, I think uh, he's he brings a size element that we haven't had in that spot for a while. He brings a skill that we haven't had. He's a, he's a decent skater. Uh, and I think when you look at the left wing depth right now of Bertuzzi, him, if he starts with Tavares, which I, I kind of hope they do, and then Domi, uh, that's probably the best three left wingers this team has seen. I mean, Pierre Engvall's gone. So can we all just get a quick little clap, a quick little Pierre Engvall's out, out, of the, out the door? Uh, <laughs> we went from bunting Engvall and Mikheyev to Bertuzzi, Domi, and Nyes, and I'm pretty pumped about it. Uh, over the last couple of years, it's developed that way. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to Nyes. I think if he stays on that second line and, and you push Domi down to the third line to balance out the lines, I, I love that. You get Domi with Yarncroke on the third line, then whoever, if they put Kampf on there, I like that third line. I think that's got some punch. It's got some elements to it that they didn't have last year. Uh, and you leave Nyes on that second line with Tavares and Nylander. Like, I just think that's a really exciting thing to think about. I think Matthew Nyes, you can see him getting like a 20 goal rookie season type thing. Maybe he's a, he's an underrated playmaker. Like he's not just a power forward. I think you can see him getting 40 to 50 points. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to this kid. I think he's got a huge ceiling and he fits so well into this lineup. So I'm just looking forward to seeing how it all works out. Here's for me. Matthew Nyes is a dark horse for the Calder. I, oh, I was going to say it. I just didn't want to sound too cocky. No, no you're allowed to be cocky about it. Because we I talk think, about the Leafs. That's I all we are. Bedard does not take off in Chicago with the year and the team that they have there. Matthew Nyes potentially could, but I do see Matthew Nyes playing on the penalty kill. Mm. His stick-lifting prowess and the way he can strip the puck, I really do think, and he will put his body on the line blocking shots as well. 
Um, just, would, it would just make him better defensively too, and it would just make him a better player overall. So I, I love sounds, that idea. Sounds yeah. like a little sounds like a little gamble we have to make on DraftKings. Don't forget to use THPN <laughs> promo code. There you go. Let's oh, go. I want to pop. So I'm looking at uh, Matthew and eyes for me. I'll throw out a number, guys. I'm gonna do some of these videos coming up, but I'm Under saying over? 23 and 23. For Matthew Nye, 23, 23, 23 goals, 23 assists. We'll have to look at the under and over on the on DraftKings, but um, I I think like I think he could play top six. So I'm I'm pushing over 25 goals and 32 assists. Ooh, all right, all right. Whoa, I went I 23 it. and 23. Let's Keep go. it with the number, but we'll go with it. We'll go with it. All right. So next thing is Keith. Just keep it short, sweet, and simple. What are your thoughts on Keith for this season? For me, he's got to get out of the gate good. There's got to be no problems in the first couple of months like there has been the past couple of seasons. Really solidify himself under Trey Living, and that will bode well for his season. Also, we will finally see a guy in Sheldon Keith without Kyle Dubas making him walk back holding guys accountable. Say what you will. I do not care. That did happen. Kyle Dubas did smack him and say, walk it back. You don't treat your players like that. Now you will see a coach hold guys accountable and make them accountable on a nightly basis. And I cannot freaking wait. Um, I'll start this one. I think that not only him getting re-signed hushes a lot of the media aspect, but bringing in some very solid assistance is going to help him uh, down the stretch. It only complements the fact that, you know, he's had two, maybe three, I forget how many seasons he's been because of COVID, but great regular seasons. We've hiccuped in the playoffs, but we got through to the second round this past year. And a guy like Guy Boucher has made it to the conference finals. I think that's going to, uh, really be a great asset to him to lean on in times that are rough um, in patches where, you know, he doesn't have an idea of what to do in the regular season or come playoffs. And um, I, I I think Keith deserves the extension. And uh, I look forward to watching what he does with the, uh, the lineups uh, heading into the season. I'll go next, Pete, just because I think my phone's going to die in like 20 seconds here. Um, but I, ju- I, I just think the biggest thing for Sheldon Keefe is is getting rid of that distraction and that narrative that he's only got one year left on his deal and that he's this lame duck coach and the team doesn't respect him enough to give him an extension. The players don't respect it. Like, just get rid of all that now. Give him two years. I love it. It gives him a three-year window to kind of prove himself. And if he doesn't prove himself, again, what I said earlier about the players, Brad Tree Living's not locking himself into five or six years. And even if he did, it's the coach. Who cares? They can pay him out anyways. They just did it with Babcock. They don't care about the coach salaries whatsoever in that organization. So yeah. I, I think I think giving them that, getting rid of the distractions and just giving a sense of stability and a bit of certainty to, the, to any franchise in the NHL is always better than having that uncertainty or having that instability of not knowing what's going to happen next year. Especially when you got guys who have been around for a little while who have contracts coming up the William Nylanders of the world, et cetera, et cetera. If you can just calm those guys down a little bit and say, here's our direction. What do you think? Uh, you've, you've been good before, so you probably still be good. Like just, just getting rid of that confusion and putting out a direction just to show your players that you're going in a direction is, 
is better than not having it and having the media after every single loss go. So what do you think? Is this, is Sheldon keep, is your head coach on the hot seat? Just get rid of that. Now get him under contract, show some stability, show some direction and, and go from there. That's where I see it. And I think that's a huge boost. I think those are great points, Clark. Um, I first, I, I, I mean, from the playoff performances, I was just like, he's being, he's being out coached. Why would we resign? But like, like you make those great points, Clark, get rid of the, that narrative that, we're going to keep them just we don't need any negativity around the team. Um, and obviously Brad is he's talking to his players like they're going to say, hey, we want him to stick around. And clearly they want Sheldon Keefe as their head coach. He wouldn't get an extension if that wasn't the case. So Sheldon Keefe, you're here to stay in Toronto and I'm happy about it. No, we're fired up to have Kiefer, man. I want to see him without Kyle Dubas, like I said, to lead this off. We'll see what happens if there's no shackles or if it's the same old stuff. And if it's the same old stuff, then we know what we have for a coach. And I think Trey Living will say the same thing. He'll know what he finally has under the hood. And there'll probably be moves made. All right, the last thing is the Atlantic. There has been a couple of teams that have been just bullies for a long, long time in this division. The Boston Bruins and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Tell me I'm wrong, but both of those squads have seriously lost some depth. Bergeron, gone. Krejci, gone. Hall, gone. Orlov, gone. Those are all Bruins, James. Hold on. I'm talking about Boston. Bertuzzi, gone. Up the road. Let's go. Up the road to Toronto. Um, (laughs) The other thing, though, for me is the Tampa Bay Lightning. You look at it, Alex Kalorn's gone. You know, over the years, they've lost guys on that roster. Tyler Johnson, gone. You look at all the different players. It used to be linchpins for them. It doesn't look the same anymore. And I'm sorry, that goofy-looking Nick Paul guy, I just don't like him. I'll never like him. He looks like some sort of cross-donkey-looking thing. <laughs> Nick Paul, if you ever want to come on and talk about it, we can. But that's just my thoughts on the guy. Look at, go look at his picture on NHL 22 and tell me I am wrong. The picture they used in that video game, Every time he scores a goal, it's the worst looking thing in the world. You know what else he did? You know what else he did that season, though, James? He ended the Leaf season that season. So that's why it really affects me. But anyways, <laughs> Boston, I digress. Those two teams, they have regressed to me. Now you watch the both go out and have barn burner seasons and look the best they've ever looked in their lives. Pavazako for the Boston Bruins will score 150 goals and be the absolute number one center in the world. Um, no, come on. The Leafs finally may actually win this division unless one of the Buffalo Sabres, Detroit, Ottawa's take a step and just start stomping their Air Force Ones. And by the way, I'll make a bold point here, John. I know you're listening. Florida misses the playoffs this year. Woo! I agree. I think Florida misses. Um, Clark, I don't know if you want to go first here because your your phone's dying. But uh, yeah. Give her- oh my gosh. Uh, now you just two people said Florida missed playoffs. Now I'm like questioning everything that is in my life's existence right now. Uh, I think the Leafs win it. Um, I'm gonna say Tampa still finished a second. I, it's still Tampa, they still have enough good players there that I think they'll find ways to replace the ones that have gone on yep. the greener pastures. That's just what they do, and they're not dead yet. Uh, so we'll go with them. Uh, I, I, I don't know, maybe I'm crazy. I still think Florida gets third. I mean, maybe, maybe I'm dead wrong here, and I hope I am because that'd be fun. 
Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say ooh, I'm gonna say Detroit sneaks up and gets a fourth spot. I'm gonna I like kind of how Detroit's building their team. I know they're not. So I was a season early, Pete. Now starts <laughs> with me from last year. <laughs> I think they've you they've made that. some they've made some additions. They got some young guys taking steps. I don't know. I, I Stevie Eiserman for me is one of the best GMs ever, uh, and I think he's just doing great things. Not every move is going to hit, but I just like kind of the, some of the things they've done. I think either Ottawa or Buffalo, I'm like really torn on Ottawa and Buffalo right now. I think they're like the same kind of team. I'm going to say probably Buffalo gets into that fourth or fifth spot, I guess, where is where I'm at. I'll say Ottawa gets sixth. I think I would love to see Boston get seventh and then Montreal just nowhere near any of the other teams. There could be a big cluster, though, in the middle there. Detroit to Boston, like four to seven. I think there's going to be a cluster. That's not much. There's not going to be much separation there. Uh, I think it's going to be like three, three, and then Montreal is going to be like 50 feet below. But that's kind of how I'm looking at the Atlantic. Sorry, I, I want to swear. Like, did I miss the team? No, no, you didn't. It's, it's such a hard division. Yeah. It is. You you can go pee. I'm like thinking no. out loud because yeah, no. My thing is, like, with the playoff format, like, I think the Atlantic is just every team is getting better this season. So you you might run into the situation where a, a team does, has more points than a team in the Metro, and they don't make the playoffs because the Atlantic's holding up the other two wildcard spots. Um, but I don't think Florida's going to make the playoffs. I just – I don't think is going to be playing as well as he did in the playoffs. They just squeaked in. Remember that. Like, Barely made it. I don't think they're Spencer Knight's finally coming back. He's got to figure his game out again. I they don't have Alex I mean, Lyon. Yeah, if he does, I mean they'll they'll, they'll do well. I guess is I don't know. Chucky's out for a bit. Spencer Knight is. Um, I guess. Uh, what was it? Alex Lyon. He's he's okay. I, I guess Alex Lyon's not there anymore. No. Okay. Well, I don't see them making the playoffs. I I, I think Buffalo and Ottawa. They're gonna be. I, I think they're gonna be contenders this year. I think they'll be be making that playoff push i think they're both going to hold down a wild card spot maybe detroit like clark said they they look good they're getting better i like billy Huso as a goalie steve eiserman as the gm is just making these unreal deals i think he rinsed ottawa for that debrincat trade but uh uh yeah it, it, the, the atlantic is going to be crazy this year i, I honestly I'm, personally think buffalo ottawa and detroit are like the same team the same, right now yeah. like they're all in the same boat i think right now so I, could I think any- one of those three teams could finish third in the Atlantic. Yeah. I, that's kind of what I was getting at. Like, if any of them could kind of take a big step. And like, I don't know. Boston, too, man. Like, I hope they finish last, but I every year think, all right, this is the year they're going to be bad. Nope. They, I will say out. they still have great goaltending, and their blue line yep. is still solid, yep. even though yes. you know, yes. it's not the same. This it's is still solid. Why? This is why it's so right hard. Now. Who's their top centerman? Is that JVR? Avo, like, oh, it's Charlie Coyle. Charlie Coyle. Avo Zaka is their number one center. Yeah. Okay. I think it's Charlie Coyle. But anyway. And it's what? Coyle? They signed two bottom six centers this this uh, offseason to kind of like replace the guys that were going up. But my problem here, like, I think it's going to be Toronto. As long as they don't win the Presidents, I'm happy. <laughs> Tampa. You got Vasilevsky, and they have a solid decor. I do not see them losing. Uh, third, this is kind of where it shakes up for me because I would agree on Florida. They lost 
a lot of their defensemen, if I'm not mistaken, and they don't, they're spread thin. I think Spencer Knight still has a lot of time to find his game. So I think that's why they're going to slip down three. I'm going to have to go. This is so hard because Buffalo has the forwards and the D and they have a rookie goalie or rookie goalies. Then Ottawa, they have Corpus Allo who had an, a decent season last year, but their decor sucks and their forward yeah, group is not crazy. bad. Yeah, and then they might be, out, be able to outscore their problems, so some nights. And I think then they're gonna be like what the Leafs were like two years into Matthews, Marner, Nylander. That's there. true. Like, they'll be fun to watch. They'll be really exciting, but they won't win as much as people probably hope they, they should. do. Yeah. And then with Detroit, I, I might be, I might be in the total left field, but I I think some of the signings that Stevie Y has made have been overrated yes um in my opinion the defense core like they're big and burly but i don't think they can keep up with the speed of the atlantic and then like i think Huso's their goalie right now and i don't know who their backup is so i don't know how that tandem is gonna go i actually it's nadelkovic so i nadelkovic has had a poor seasons in the past so i don't know how that's gonna go and then like their their top six, I think is decent, but it's not competitive there. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Buffalo three. I think uh, Devin Levi is gonna have like a season, and then I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go with Ottawa because of offense. Then I'll go Detroit. I'll go Boston, Florida, then Montreal. And by the way, just so you know, Detroit also has Alex Lyon as a goaltender as well. Oh, okay. Mm. I so still don't. Over. I still don't see it. I, 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 I'm sorry. I, that's we'll just my see. opinion. We don't, we, hey, listen, we'll see what shakes out. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been a long time coming for us, so I'll grace your screen. Um, we will be doing what we did last year, Wednesday nights. May not feature Dylan. As he is the working man. Oh, uh, hold on. Will... This Wednesday? Well, we'll take it day by day for Wednesdays I... for you. Yeah. Because uh, one week I'll be off, one week I'll be on for the next two months. And then after that, I'll probably be on. I won't be on at all. That's what well, I mean. We will make it happen. Sundays will be the weekender with the whole crew every single time. But guys, we are back Wednesdays, Sundays in your ears. And you know what it is around here with the show. This is Offside Hockey Talk, where the Maple Leafs and hockey come to talk.